Jailbe here in beautiful Sofia, Bulgaria. And I want to share with you a story that uh, happened to me just an hour ago. And it's a pretty amazing story, I think. But some of you are going to think it's a stupid story. And I want your comments in the comment section below. And then once I finish telling you the story, I have to tell you about some very important news. If you give even half a stuff about the videos that I put out or the articles or the podcasts or media fakery or sync or anything, if you even care in the slightest, then this update is going to be very relevant to you. But first I want to tell you guys a story. So I was going for a walk around a beautiful Sofia, Bulgaria, where I'm just on a little vacay with a friend of mine from Australia. And uh, as you can see, it's, well, you can't see this, but it's, it is Bulgaria, and it's a lot bigger than Plovdiv, this city. I think it's officially like four or five times as big in terms of population. It's a big city. So I'm just in a little cafe. But uh, earlier today I was going for a bit of a walk. Because old mate wanted to go to some museum. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I really can't be bothered, man. I'll meet up with you for the walking tour later. I, I really don't like museums these days, now that I don't believe in history anymore. I used to really like museums. I really did. And I discovered history is in fact a hoax. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. And now museums are just like, waste of my time. So now, so I'm going for a walk around Sofia because I've been here a few times, but only for like a couple of days at a time. And uh, it's still a very much uh, an unknown city to me. So I just like to walk around and observe things. And I'm listening to a podcast. And look, I'm embarrassed to admit this a little bit, but I still do listen to some fakeologist audio chats. I do. I know I have to stop. It's an addiction. I have to stop it. I am going to stop it. And I, I largely have cut back. But I still listen to the occasional call. And lately I've been sort of bad-mouthing some of the audio chats because uh, a lot of them really are like, not just a waste of time. You're listening to absolute redaction, shall we say. I mean, there's just some complete numpties on there. And just the energy is just horrible sometimes. But I still listen because sometimes you get a nugget of gold, right? So today I'm walking around listening to FAC 1139. And we're about half an hour into the episode, and then SMJ joins the conversation. And he explains uh, something that he had recently learnt about, or something that he thinks is relevant to September 11, which should be relevant to fakeology and fakeologists, because before corona, it was about 9-11, largely. Doesn't need to be that much uh, so more. But anyway, SMJ comes along and explains what he had learnt about that Gary Kasparov match at the top of the World Trade Center back in 1995. Some of you may already know this. Gary Kasparov, then the world champion of chess, if we can put it like that. He started like a breakaway tournament because he was pissed off with the existing like organizational structure of chess at the time. And so he was having his own tournament to you know, basically uh, find the winner of his chess uh, event. And uh, so it was held at the top of the World Trade Center, like on floor 107, something like this, back in 1995. And the match began, the, the match, like the championship match, like the qualifiers had begun like two years earlier, like for people to get to the, the big match. Uh, but the actual official final match uh, was played, like the, the deciding, you know, series of matches, because you play, they play multiple matches as the part of the deciding part of the series began on September 11. Now, if you look up on Wikipedia, it says September 10. I don't know why. Because if you check other sources, they say September 11 is when the match began. The, I'm using the word match loosely, what I'm trying to say. It was September 11, 1995, at the top of the World Trade Center. And a lot of people are like, well, who cares about that? 
Well, there's a number of interesting things about it. The point that SMJ was making was that in the ninth match, uh, one of the players had sacrificed their rook in a very unusual uh, move, like a bizarre, bizarre move, to win that particular element of the match. And then in the eleventh match, another player, or the other player, had uh, used his two uh, rooks in attacking moves to win that particular match. So. What SMJ was trying to convey was that the rooks, which are, of course, the towers on a chessboard, and as he explains in Portuguese, and I didn't know this, they use the word a toy for the word rook, and that means tower. So in Portuguese, they use the word tower for the rooks, which makes sense because they're, they're towers. So what he was trying to say was that in this match that began on the on the, uh, September 11, 1995, the 9th and 11th games within that match involved sacrificing or attacking towers. Right? Game nine, it, you are sacrificing a tower to win the match, and that's what happens, to win that game, I should say. Game 11, someone uses two towers to attack. So the ninth and 11th games of this all-important match, which began September 11, featuring Gary Kasparov, no less. So SMJ was trying to convey this information, and I think he conveyed it better than I did just now. Well, as I was uh, walking along, listening to this, I'm like, man, SMJ... Somebody says I'm, I'm not the, the keenest on, but every now and then he's like a nugget of gold. And he's explaining all of this. And I'm like, that's really cool stuff that he's explaining. Because I've got my own reasons for thinking that chess is super important to September 11. Uh, this Gary, Gary Kasparov character, super important to how this world really operates. Like, I'm talking about how this world really operates, what I think is really going on. Some of these so, you know, factoids about chess and World Trade Center and what have you, there are a couple of movies that are very important, which I can't even, I won't even get into right now. But I've got my own reasons for thinking this is very important. But some of what SMJ was explaining, I didn't know. And I'm like, this is really good shit. This is why I'm still glad to be sitting here listening to... Uh, not sitting here, but to listen to the occasional fake audio audio chat. Like, there's still some gold in there. And I'm still super grateful that Ab runs his site and that people come along and talk. Even if so much of it, like 98% of it is just garbage these days, the 2% of gold is sensational. And on this occasion, SMJ was sharing this uh, very interesting to me story. Okay, the ninth and 11th games of that match featuring towers either being sacrificed or attacking Gary Kasparov right to me this is amazing stuff and what should I see just as SMJ finishes his story dead set I'm going to play a clip I'll show you what I saw now this isn't what I saw it as I saw it this happened like I saw what you were about to see as I was listening to SMJ finish his story I was like blown away by that but then I was blown away by what happened next in this particular episode so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, show you what I recorded. So I came back after lunch, I walked back along the same street and recorded what I then saw. So you're about to see what I then saw as SMJ was finishing his story. And what I'll do is, for dramatic effect, I'll even play for you the end of SMJ's uh, telling of the story as you see this. So I'll time it in sync. So I hope I've given you the context, you understand the story I'm telling you. Here's what happened. Uh, Here's what I experienced just an hour ago. And uh, it's a famous game. I guess Burb sacrificed his rook. Do you know what a rook is? In Portuguese, they call it a torre. It's a tower. That's the word they used. It's a, he sacrificed his torre, his, his tower, <laughs> the top of the World right. Trade Center, in the ninth game of a game that started up September 11th. And then he uh, brought both of his torres in the, in the 11th game into the attack. So I was blown away, man. Now, when I walked past that chess table, it was a kid playing a man. 
and uh, the man and a couple of the dudes had their beers. I don't think the kid was drinking beer. And I didn't stop to observe the game. I was just listening to the podcast and off in my own little world and looking for something to eat some lunch, actually. So I had my lunch, walked back past the chess table to take that video, and uh, I've just shared that with you. So a lot of you are like, JLB, who cares, man? So what? <laughs> some guy tells a story about some chess, that, about a match that may or may not have started on September 11, and, uh, and you walk past the chess table just as SMJ finishes the story. Who cares? Oh, by the way, let's see if we can identify this plane. Airport here is really close to the city. Mm, no, I can't tell. I can't tell what type of plane that is. There was a WizJet one maybe 10 minutes ago. They just flew over here. And uh, before that, a Bulgarian Airlines. You see them every, I don't know, 10 minutes sitting here. The airport's really close to the city in, uh, in Sofia. And you can catch a train. You can catch a train from the airport, like right from the airport to the middle of the city, to anywhere in the city, for like a live like a live 20 a live 40 like 70 US cents man let's say a dollar let's say a US dollar how crazy is that it's not even US it's like less than a US dollar it's ridiculous man this city this whole country freaking amazing so now so some of you are thinking JLB great so you're sitting here having a latte in beautiful Sofia Plovdiv you've just recorded a freaking 10 minute video telling us a story about what SMJ said and at the end of his story about some chess match at the World Trade Center uh, you saw a chess table big deal okay fine I know a lot of you feel that way, and that's, I, I understand that. I really do understand that. To a lot of people, it's just coincidences. I get it. I think if that's how you really feel, that's cool. Like, you've got to have your own framework for how the, the world operates. To me, anyone who puts this stuff just down to coincidence, <clears throat> I just don't think he's going to make it, man. I just think you're not going to make it. Which is why what happened next is just as important as what SMJ had explained. And by the way, guys, I haven't even told you why. To me, chess is such a big deal. And why chess, 9-11, Gary Kasparov, why they're all... Uh, why this is also important. I haven't explained that to you yet. Some of you already know because you've read some of my previous work on this topic. But a lot of you have no idea why I thought it was important, even before the, the Game 9, Game 11 Tower um, sacrifice attack sink, as I would call it. And I might get to that later, but first, I want to play for you what happened immediately after SMJ told his story. He said he had to go because he had some work to do before some football match. There were other people in the call. I want you to hear the conversation that took place in the exact same podcast, right? And this is a podcast from, I think, Saturday. So what are we now? Like, this is, we're talking four days ago. And I've just heard the story, just saw the chess table. I'm like, what the hell? This is, this is some crazy shit, man. Here is what I then listened to as I kept walking down the street looking for someone to get lunch. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sit this camera down, right? And you can just enjoy the, the beautiful sights of... Sofia, Bulgaria, and I'll just overlay that audio the next three minutes. The guy with an Aussie accent speaking is Beavy. He's a, a dude about my age, I think mid-30s, from just north of Melbourne. He's chatting with Boogeyman, uh, who is, um, I've actually interviewed for Bombersations, and then Ab chimes in as well. I'll just play three minutes and you can see the beautiful sights of Sofia. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit, it's like when you have a calendar that runs every year. It's like the the coincidences of numbers and reoccurring events definitely um, uh, they short they shorten up and the odds become pretty increasing. It it is interesting to hear, but at the same time, uh, I don't really put any um uh, any any dollars on it. I mean, 
don't know how you guys feel about that. You know, we there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, like, you got the additional thing of a chess chessboard, and you have a rook, and then in Spanish they call it the tower. So it's like you see the 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 leaps of logic. Like, I am exactly. Just, I'm I'm just so over this this yeah. truth, uh, truth yeah. of mentality of like finding finding anything you know it's it's just coming through guys it's 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 I mean it's okay. work this is interesting story but it's not gonna get you anywhere as far as figuring out what happened am I coming through guys yeah yeah I can hear you yeah yeah okay yeah. sorry I was That's talking okay. for an hour oh, okay yeah. Yeah, we were, we were just saying um, how uh, I I think maybe a few years ago I was definitely more interested in coincidences and how uh, you could get like a one in a billion out of something. And now I'm kind of beginning to realise that my my mathematics wasn't correct at all because with you know no, nothing I don't want to you know disregard SMJ, but like what what SMJ is saying essentially. It's just like a, um, it's kind of like poetry in a sense, um, but it doesn't it doesn't really have like a, a great deal of substance behind it at all. Like that's what Zachary Hubbard does. Like he puts these numbers together and creates these narratives, and it's like okay, that's and it's great, that's cool, it's very like, entertaining. It's entertaining, yeah, but it's not but, like, yeah, if you if you look up September 11th on on like Wikipedia or something, it's like look at the litany of events that have he, happened on that date. And if you look up January 11th, it's going to be the same. There's going to be a I litney of so. events. No, like, oh, you I mean, mean on any day of the week? Are you saying any day of the year is I, the litany think, of events? I think any day of the week you're going to find stuff that is if you if it's important for you. And you say something there, you you connect nah, the dots nah, very listen, easily. Christmas Day, New Year's Day, 9-11. There are many important days. And um, the meme that I saw in Dollar Vigilante last week is the, the world is ruled by symbols and signs, not by laws. And there's a lot to that. There really is. People really identify with symbols, signs, numbers. These are important to people. No, they identify with law enforcement beating your head well, the, if you don't uh, follow the order or them taking your money okay. if you don't pay your tax. Like, they will physically right. put you away. Like, that's what people respect. Yeah, but it was, but before that, but yeah, that's the end of the, the line. All right, that's probably long enough. So you just heard all of that. That was BV. What was he saying? That um, And I'm just going off memory here. He was saying that... Uh, it's coincidences, right? He's like, oh, boogeyman's, no, not boogeyman, no, SMJ's story. It's, you know, it's just coincidences. I think he's used the word coincidences at least twice. He calls it leaps of logic. Uh, what else did he say? That he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, put dollars on it, whatever that means. He says there's no substance behind it, whatever that means. Uh, BB says he's sick of the truth of mentality. All this stuff. Basically, writing it off is a coincidence, okay? Writing the... Gary Kasparov World Championship chess match at the top of the World Trade Center beginning September 11 with uh, critical moments in the match in games 9 and 11 featuring towers sacrificing and attacking towers so what SMJ just conveyed to him uh, what's it? SMJ had to leave unfortunately I would have loved to have heard his response to what Bibi had to say 
assuming Baby would have still said it, I don't know if he would have. Let's just say that he would have. I would have loved to have heard SMJ's response. But Baby's basically writing all of his coincidence. And the thing is, I'm cool with that. Like, I get that for most people, this is just coincidence. That's all it can ever be. I get that. I really do. As time goes by, it's more difficult for me to relate to that mindset because it's it's just how, how, it's one of those things where I don't pretend to be able to like see the world that way anymore, but I can still respect that intelligent people can see the world. I can still respect that just because the sinks mean nothing to somebody or they don't even see the sinks, all they see is coincidence or whatever. I think they can still be very intelligent. In fact, one of the most intelligent people I know would put all of that down to uh, coincidence. So I'm cool with it. I'm, I really am cool with it. At the same time, though, I'm at a point where I'm like, the people who see the world that way, we, we're operating on such fundamentally different frameworks. I wonder how much value we can really offer each other on anything philosophical or existential or, you know, deeper than just trivial uh, conversation. Like, what can we really offer each other on the deep issues? We can still have good fun, good conversations, talking shit about whatever. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But when it gets to the real nitty-gritty of what this place is, we're coming at it from such different perspectives. I really do wonder what we have to offer each other. Now, I mentioned to you the, the Gary Kasparov uh, chess September 11 things and some of you might already know some about this but some of you might not what i'm going to do is put together a detailed article and a detailed video slash podcast i release my videos as podcasts as well the most important thing that i release once johnthebond.com goes dark will be all about all of this i'm i feel inspired right now this is the first thing i'm going to do i've got a bunch of projects i want to do once the website goes dark this will be the first one now some of you are wondering what do you mean goes dark i mean on september 11 of this year I'm closing the, the membership of JohnTheBond.com to new members. So existing members will be able to remain, hopefully for years and years to come. But there will be no new members joining JohnTheBond.com from September 11. Probably forever. Maybe I'll reopen it on September 11 next year for a day. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But I really doubt it. I really doubt it. I think it'll be once you're in, you're in. You get to stay for as long as you want. You can leave whenever you want. But if you're out, uh, it's not a big deal. I mean, there's, there's lots of other online communities you can join and lots of other people putting out content so you'll be just fine even if you don't don't join johnthebond.com in time but what I don't want is people coming to me in a month or in six months saying oh JLB I, I didn't join but now I want it no it's, that's not going to be an option it's not going to be an option I'm closing the website and people are like why are you going to do that there's a whole bunch of reasons one of the main ones is I don't want to waste any more time promoting this stuff to people right the amount of time I put into making videos to promote an article that I've done or into sending out mailing lists with an hour of content for free, promoting the second hour of the content, whatever. I'm, I'm glad I did all of that, but I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to promote this stuff anymore. I still want to discuss it. I still want to create content about it, but I don't really want to promote it, especially in a world where even some of the most intelligent people, you might as well be speaking Chinese to them because they don't see it. They cannot comprehend it. It's, they cannot... It's, and you know, it's just... It's a frustrating process, man, trying to show this stuff to people, and they just can't see it. And that's that's what promotion is. When you when you say, guys, I spent a week writing an article about the history hoax, and you give them like a five-minute overview, and then you say, if you find this interesting, go to the article, check it out. When they like, what do you mean? Like, you know, so what? A few books don't have sources or references. Like, man, it's so frustrating. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. 
I'm not going to be promoting this stuff anymore. Once it's just the existing members of the site, and that's it, I don't have to promote anymore. I can write an article. If a member wants to read it, they can read it. If they want to read it, they have to read it. If we have a member call, which we do mostly, uh, what, every two weeks, if they want to come, they can come. If they don't want to join us, they don't have to join us. If they want to listen to the edited final version, they can. If they're not interested, don't have to. It's not a big, it no longer matters. It'll be there. It'll be there for those who want to check it out. That is the members of JohnTheBond.com before it goes dark. So once once I've closed the site, no more promoting, no more trying to share this with with the people, most of whom don't have eyes to see or ears to hear. And, and you know what? They're happy. How many people have you seen walking past us in this last 20 minutes in this video? They're happy, man. The vast majority of these people, let's just, uh, some of them can't speak English. Let's suppose they could speak fluent English and they sat here. And I explained to them, check this out. Gary Cassidy, <laughs> they would zone out in 20 seconds. They don't care. And they don't have to care. They're concerned about getting home in time to cook dinner in time to watch their favorite TV show. Or tonight they're going out for dinner with uh, this old friend from school. Or they've got to pick the kids up from violin class. Or whatever. That's their life. And they're happy. They're quite content. Never concerning themselves with the bigger questions of, of why and how. And for me, that's what that chess, that little sink that SMJ shared. For me, that, that goes to the heart of what this place is and why. What do you mean, Joey? I'll give you a quick rundown. And like I said... In a week or two, I'll have an article and a video slash podcast ready for you. If you're a member. If you're not a member, then, you know, that, that's it. That's a different thing. But for those of you who are members, I'll have it all uh, laid out for you. But for now, something like the Kasparov sink at the top of the World Trade Center on September 11, uh, 1995. The 9th 11th game featuring towers being sacrificed or being used for attack. That, that event was sponsored by Intel. Gary Kasparov was supposedly the first uh, chess grandmaster to lose to a a, uh, a computer, supposedly. Deep Blue it was called. If you look into some of the things concerning that event, the Deep Blue event, when the computer beat the man, and if you look at what was sitting across from the World Trade Centers when they came down, the big black monolith, just like the one from 2001 A Space Odyssey, guess what? That big black monolith across from the World Trade Center... It's shaped the same as 2001 Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. There are things to do with Gary Kasparov and Stanley Kubrick, the guy who made 2001 Space Odyssey. I know I'm losing a lot of you here, and that's fine. I know I'm losing a lot of people. For me, it goes to, if you put this all down to coincidence, then what does coincidence even mean? For me, this is not just some coincidence. There's something that created this. And then it gets to the question of, okay, was it humans plenty ahead, or was it something bigger than this? If it was something bigger than the humans, then why would it do this? Why would it put these clues there? For me, it's like, well, what did the computer do? What did Hal do with the humans on that spaceship? He used chess to determine who was smart enough and who were not. And then it had plans for those people. That's all I'm going to say right now. I'll have a detailed article uh, slash video podcast coming in a couple of weeks, so members, look, you can look forward to that. If you're not a member of JohnTheBond.com, uh, you might want to consider joining. You've got a couple of days to do that before September 11. Then the cycle is dark. You will not be able to join after that date. If you're a member who's worried about losing your membership, don't worry. It's, I'm just closing it to new members. The rest of the site will just continue to operate as is. Your membership will not change at all. Uh, of course, you can still leave if you ever want to, but if you want to stay, everything continues for you as normal. And uh, if you are not a member and you don't want to join the website, that's totally cool too. I hope you've enjoyed the podcasts that I've been releasing and the... Uh, the articles I've been releasing for free and all the free content I have released, that's all going to stop on September 11th as well. There'll be no more of this freebie stuff. 
So I hope you've enjoyed uh, the time that we've had together on YouTube and podcasting, what have you. Our journey together is going to come to an end on September 11. So uh, a big thanks to all of you. I'll probably release another podcast before September 11, so I'll, I'll get to say a final uh, goodbye to to, uh, to all of the, the non-members. But yeah, September 11, that's it. I'm, I'm done with speaking to the to the to the to the masses uh, about this stuff, and they're sick of me speaking to them about it as well. So it's uh, it's all going to come to me, and I'm looking forward to it. So leave your comments in the comment section below. I'll put a link to the fakeologist audio chat in question below, and uh, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments below. And uh, yeah, members, look forward to it because after September 11, man, that's when things are going to get real serious. Because I might be wasting my time speaking to the people who don't want to hear it. John LeBond coming to you from beautiful Sofia, Bulgaria, on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. Hope you've enjoyed this little video. I'm sorry about the shaking. It's, I'm not going to bother using the anti-shake on this video. And this camera is a piece of shit, so it shakes a lot. But I hope you've enjoyed this message. That's John LeBond for you on September... I don't know. What is it today? If it's Wednesday, it must be September 6th. Something like that. 2022. You guys have yourself a lovely day. Shit, they're lying to us! With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. How dare you!